Hey there, GHC. It's Samantha coming back with another leadership episode. Today, I have a pretty remarkable guest to introduce you to. He got a start in leadership as an assistant manager and a manager in fast food restaurants. Um, he worked as an assistant controller um, at KSU and Southern Polytechnic University. He's now the controller here at Georgia Highlands College and the vice president for finance and administration. Let's welcome Mr. Jamie Petty. How are you, Mr. Petty? I'm doing good. Good. Should I call you Mr. Petty? What do you like to go by? You can just call me Jamie. Just call him Jamie. Okay. And the reason why I ask, um, we had a, I had a conversation with co-hosts uh, just yesterday about doing a segment or a piece about um, how to address a professor. And I know it sounds really crazy, uh, but... It's something that I struggled with a couple of times. And then I was having a conversation a couple of weeks ago in the hallway with one of the younger students and on the Cartersville campus. And she said, when he introduced me with his first name and it makes me feel weird. And I thought I had that same feeling because some people want to be called professor and some people want to be called Dr. So-and-so and some people just want to be called Jamie. So uh, I think we're going to try to address that and do a, 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 a series on that or a session on that just to... Um, just to try to help students out. Yep, that sounds good. So I brought you in today. We're going to talk about mentorship. And I'm going to tell you that mentorship is probably my favorite part of leadership and my favorite thing to talk about. Well, you kind of uh, went into, you know, some of it uh, when you were started talking about the introduction. You know, I, my very first management role was just in fast food. And, and uh, you know, throughout my, my career, my life, I, I wanted to continue to move up and continue to do things and continue to develop. And so as far as here at Georgia Highlands, you know, I, I was here for about seven years as the controller a number of years ago. And Georgia Highlands College has always uh, been what I consider home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you've worked somewhere for so long, it really becomes your home. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when the current vice president here uh, accepted another role somewhere else, uh, they asked if I would be interested in coming and serving as interim. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I took that opportunity and then um, ended up applying for the job here. And, and here I am. And here we are right. doing a podcast interview for our honors project. That's right. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. I really do. Um, so take it back even further before the restaurants. When you were a kid, what sparked your interest? What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that uh, when I was... Uh, very early on, um, I, I got it interested in music. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when we when we talk about leadership, I, I, I mean, you were talking a little bit before the podcast where we got started about mm -hmm. some of the, the things when we were younger. And, you know, I think I've always been one to want to be in that leadership role. Um, music was one of those things, I, you know, uh, in high school, I played trumpet. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't ask people how good I was because I'm sure <laughs> you'll get a wide variety of, of answers. I played the flute in the marching band. <laughs> so we don't, we'll talk about it. We won't talk about that. But you know, even then, I enjoyed uh, being able to uh, lead and, and things, in, you know, uh, with the freshmen coming up or the sophomores coming up, helping them, you know, hopefully avoid the same uh, landmines or roadblocks right. or whatever that I had coming up as a freshman or sophomore. So it's, it's, Always, I think, been in my blood to have that desire to, to do that. To do that. How, what, what is your, what's your background in your schooling? Like, what, where did you get your degrees? What degrees do you hold? Those types of things. So, you know, I'm a non-traditional student. Uh, I got married at an early age. And so I went to college while married and having kids. And so that's where my heart's at. 
And so I started out going to what is now Georgia Northwestern at the time. It was Coosa Valley Technical mm-hmm. Institute. Um, for those who are listening, don't start trying to add up to how old I am now. Uh, but I started, I got my accounting diploma from them, and that really got me started and, and, and love for accounting. And so I, I continued my education, and I went to Dalton State College. I got my associate's degree just in um, a, a business administration type associate degree. I took that on into uh, Shorter University. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a math program for working adults. And so I did that program um, and get, finished up my bachelor's in business administration. And then I went on to Southern Polytechnic State University and finished my master's in accounting uh, from them. Well, I've, um, I've, I've had a bunch of friends back in the day. It was just Southern Polytechnic, um, you know, before I was a university or any of those things. And I used to have, have a bunch of friends that uh, went to Southern Poly is what we called it. And um, they, they had nothing but awesome things to say about that school. Of course, that was many, many years ago. Um, but I'm sure they're in just as good condition as they were then. Um, let, let's just go ahead and, and jump right in feet first. Mentorship. What is um, a definition of what mentorship is for somebody who might not know? You know, when you asked me about talking about this, that's what I really begin to think about is how would I define and, you know, to actually put it down, if you get into a definition that you would get out of the Webster Dictionary, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to put it like that. I'm going to say I've always looked at it as being an example. Mm-hmm. Yes. Leading by example. Mm-hmm. And that's really what mentorship is. And, and hopefully sharing things that you've learned mm-hmm. uh, with those that are coming from behind you. Right. Um, um, to make their lives easier. I mean, that's really what I want. And I want to be able to help people succeed in whatever it is that they're wanting to do from a career. So I I always see it as leading by example. Right. And so it could be, uh, it could be a personal kind of mentorship. It could be a professional mentorship. It could be any of those things, right? Any of those things. Right. Um, So do you believe that uh, once a mentee, always a mentee? I think so. I think maybe I should backtrack. Let me explain for anybody who's listening. I, I'm, I told you when I asked you to come that my focus, my audience was the student body. Um, I like to think that I'm significantly older than most of the students that are going to be hearing this podcast um, presently and in the future. You guys, a mentee is just someone who um, is being guided under a mentor. So I just think that maybe I should throw that out there just in case. But that's my question. Once a mentee, always a mentee, right? I think so. Okay. And I think, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think that every single one of us is a mentor and every single one of us is a mentee. We're always in front of somebody, showing somebody something um, insightful, and there's always somebody behind us learning from us. Yeah. 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 And the, when you were saying that, the, you know, one of the thoughts that come to my mind is there's a country song, and I probably will not be able to remember the exact name <laughs> of it. But it talks about, that this this man and, and his son and his son is watching his dad and that's he's learning from his dad and so even from an early age whether we realize it or not yes we are being mentors yes uh, just by the actions that we do of those around us right right and we don't we don't necessarily think um as parents of toddlers or young ones mine is almost 14. Everybody already knows that I say it every episode um but even parents as young toddlers when you're in that role as a parent, you might not really think, oh, I'm a mentor. That's not, that doesn't, 
you're in the moment and you're doing what you have to do in that moment to care for your child. But at the same time, that child is definitely your mentee and you're leading that child into the direction that you want that child to go. Yeah. Um, Do you believe uh, that once a mentee has become a mentor that they move on from their mentors? Or do you think that once you establish a relationship with a mentor, that's kind of a lifelong type bond? You know, I always look at those who have been mentors in my life. It's really a a lifelong bond. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think even to this day, some of the ones that took me as uh, kind of under their wing as teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, If I saw them today, I would still think of them as my my dad, my Mm -hmm. mom, my, you know, those uh, leaders in my life Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, I went to as teenagers. I still see them as my mentors today. I would still go to them today, right? And and talk to them and ask them uh, questions. One of the other things I'll say too, like um, my dad. My dad passed away a few years ago, but I always look and see my dad as my. He was definitely one of my mentors. I loved, especially as I grew older, right? And uh, you know, I. I cherish those times now of sitting on that couch mm-hmm. and that chair yes. and saying, hey, Dad, you know, I'm in a, this management role now and, and I'm, I'm faced with this. How would you handle it? How have you handled it in your career? Mm-hmm. And helps help me learn and help me guide. And I look back now and see so many times and so many things of, of times that he has, I still, you know, carry it even today. Right. And that was, that he said. I was going to ask you that, like when we have a mentor, that's no longer with us. Maybe they've passed, maybe they've moved on. Maybe you just don't have the relationship or the connection with them that you used to have. They're still there. They're part of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm one of these that, uh, I am not good mechanically. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, if you ask me to do something, it might take me three trips to the store, a few (laughs) busted knuckles and, you know, and probably, uh, you know, uh, a lot more and something that my dad could have done in 20 minutes. Right. You know? and, but the one thing he always told me was, he said, Jamie, you can do so much more than you think you can. Sure. And since he's passed, I've heard that so many times um, in my head, mm-hmm. you know, when I will do something that, you know, like uh, something as simple as installing rails on the side of my truck. Right. You know, something that normally I would have called my, you know, and said, hey, can you come over and help me? I want to make sure I do this right. Right. And um, it took me longer. Yeah. But I got it done. And it reminded me that, yes, that just that little thing, that little mentorship part that yep. he had still plays a factor in my life, even, even to this day of encouragement. Yeah. That takes me to back to a different episode that we did. We did uh, an episode with another one of our GHC leaders um, and I take, I took away from that uh, particular conversation. It was said that you cannot be comfortable until you've been uncomfortable. And I, I think that that reigns true in what you're saying. You can't be comfortable until you've been uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable to get comfortable. Right. It's like a vicious cycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So how could you, uh, how, how could a budding leader develop a relationship with someone to build a mentor mentee relationship? You have an upcoming leader, um, they might be introvert. They might be a little shy. How, how do they think about approaching somebody to um, to become a mentor for them? I think the very first thing is kind of something that we probably all heard this phrase before. You have two ears and one mouth. So mm-hmm. You should be listening twice as much as you speak. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's probably the key to initially becoming any mentor, any mentor mm-hmm. to anybody is listening. Right. Um, a lot of times when somebody is coming and really looking for advice or, or is going through something, really what they're wanting initially is just somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, because you're taking that opportunity to listen, and, and when you do that, you may not realize it, but what you're doing for that individual on the other side is you're letting them know that you care enough right. to listen. Right. Then, because they know that you care, they are willing to listen then to when you've got something to say. Right. And so I think listening is the key. I think that's the first step of any, um, of, of taking the first step for any uh, uh, occasion to be a mentor. Right. So I know that I keep saying, hey, in another episode, we talk about blah, blah, blah. But I definitely want, I mean, there's so many good things that I've taken away from every single episode that I've done. And I think that if we have student body that are, uh, whether you're being required to listen to this podcast series or whether you're doing it because you're interested in leadership or you're just looking for some guidance and you've you've stumbled upon the podcast, um, I think that it's really important that you... um, you listen to what the people around you are saying. We were talking in another episode about uh, how it takes a village to raise a child. And for me, that child is um, not necessarily a human child. It's going to be like a project or, you know, a frame of mind sometimes even. And this project would not be what it was if I didn't have Um, a village of leaders out there who are willing to come in this room and sit with me. And because of this project and because, and and I know I say it a lot, you guys um, check out the honors program. The honors program has taught me how to be an honor student because I was not an honor student coming into this program. Um, In fact, when I first looked at it and I was like, I don't want to write papers. Like I already have to write papers. I don't want to do that. You guys, it's not that way. It is very much um, you can, it's a creative outlet. Um, and you can earn honors credit. It looks great on a CV. And I've told you guys before, if you don't know what that is, all it is is the college resume of all your accomplishments. Um, but I think it's really important to surround yourself with those people. And basically coming away from this project, I don't only have a village, but I've, I've turned it into a community. So I'm really fortunate that you guys chase it because it's out there. Um, tell me about your first mentor beside next to your dad. We know, we know your dad, um, but your first mentor, how they impacted your life and do you still talk or visit with them? You know, I think if I probably was to go back and, uh, from a first mentor standpoint, it's probably, um, I think, I don't think I have just one. I think it's really more, you you talk about a group, Mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up in church and, uh, the youth leaders Mm -hmm. uh, that we've, that we've had, um, you know, there's a number of them. There's a, a lady by the name of Kim McBee mm-hmm. who uh, I always saw her as my mom. Right. You know? uh, and, and we've all grown up as teenagers where, you know, we get mad at our parents. And yes. For whatever reason, you know, they're being unfair because of, of, of Because they made the right decision for that's you. Right, yes. Right. Yes. And, you know, uh, you know, her and, and so many others, uh, Scott Byers, he was a, a yeah, one of my mentors, and I still, even to this day, I see him from time to time, and and I still see him as that mentor, that that surrogate dad, if yeah. you if, if you you know if you want to. But they were there to listen. Yeah, you know, they would listen to me whine about, you know, well, they grounded me for whatever reason, you know, or told me that I can't do this. Can you believe how unfair they're being? Everybody else, can do it, you know, <laughs> you would probably let me do it. 
that's yeah. right. But, but they would listen. Right. And then, you know, they never criticized. They always said, well, why do you think they did that? Or, or what what would be the reason for that? Or do you think, you know, it would be positive if you could have done that? And so they always were there to help me walk through that, whatever that challenge was that mm-hmm. I was going through at that time. To a teenager, something that may be really small seems like a, a mountain. Yeah. But really in, in, the, in the span of life, it's a, it's a mobile. Yeah. You know? But they never made it out that way. They always made it out that, hey, every situation is important. Every concern is important because it's, it's important to you. Right. So they listen twice as much as they spoke. Well, I'll tell you, I waited till I was 31 to have my son. I have one. Um, and it was on purpose. I waited very late in my life because I just felt like that, that was the right time. And um, I will say I feel like I've been a teenager twice. Uh, I was a girl teenager many years ago, and I'm a boy teenager from now until like seven years from now. So I'm experiencing that, um, that, you know, kind of teenager parent relationship uh, that you're talking about. So I'm very privy to it. Um, So as a mentee to those couple of mentors, what kind of strategies did you adopt from that relationship and that you use today? Um, you know, and I, I know I keep saying this, but it, it's just so important is listening mm-hmm. and caring. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just hearing, not just hearing, no, listening, listening. Right. That's right. Um, one of the worst things you can do uh, is um, to be um, listening and, and they'll ask a question and you go, can you repeat what, what you just said? Because yeah. then what they what, just at that moment, what they realized was is. You really weren't listening. You heard me. You're not, right. You, you were you were listening to my voice, but your mind was right somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and so I really think that's th- those two things, listening and truly caring and realizing that at that moment, whatever it is that they're asking, they have deemed it important enough to talk to you about it yeah. because it's concerning whatever it may be. Right. And so you should put just as much importance as they're putting in on it right. when they talk to you as uh, I mean, we all get busy in right. our lives, every single one of us. Right. Uh, there's times that sometimes I feel like I'm running about three different directions at once. I'm pretty sure that's been my life since the beginning of semester. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is week one. Is it still week one? Probably. Are we going into week six? I'm not sure. But in that moment when they're there, regardless of what else we've got going on, we need to make sure always that we take that time to say, you know what, let me set everything aside. This mm-hmm. is important. If, if, if I'm mentoring that individual, I need to put whatever it is that they've got at that moment. I, I need to make that my focus. Um, and that's when you really start having some positive mentorship yep. down the road. And I'm going to tell you, it is so incredibly important, you guys, to to find somebody that you have some sort of connection with and to build that relationship. Um, it's, it's not like you have to go hunt for these people. These are going to be the people. Um, let me, let me break it down for you. We're talking about professors and classes that are willing to go above and beyond for you um, and answer questions that might be off the cuff. We're talking about advisors who are willing to give you their phone number and answer the phone at nine o'clock at night when it's time to register for a class and you're confused. Um, we're talking about um, even other students, maybe a non-traditional style student like myself. Um, if, if, if you find a connection with somebody, um, you don't necessarily have to say, oh, well, will you be my mentor? No, no, no. That's not how those relationships are born, right? 
No, right. Yeah, right. So you guys, you don't have to, this is nothing to be nervous about, but it's really, really, really important that you embed yourself with people and that you get to know people and, and build those relationships. Like I said, I have a, uh, community. I call it a community because I feel like for me, it's much bigger than a village, especially now. Um, I have the ability. I do plan on going to grad school. I knew that coming into Georgia Highlands. So I've done a lot of things to try to make it easy for me in the transition. Um, and I knew I was going to go for my bachelor's here at GHC. If GHC had a master's program, I would be here because I'm one of the biggest cheerleaders. Who knows? Maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, my plan, I'm telling you, I'm trying, I'm going to try to uh, get, get, secure myself a full-time position after I graduate because I love this school and what it's afforded me. And uh, it would help me through grad school and all those things. So I might be around when those things come to life. You know and what I'm saying? That would be wonderful. Wouldn't that be cool to be like yes. an innovator of that? Yeah, yeah I know. Um, okay. So do you believe that someone has to be a leader in order to be a mentor? No, definitely yeah. not. Okay. Um, again, sometimes we're being mentors when we don't even realize it. Uh, you know, people are watching us uh, at, at all times. Um, and that's why I said at the very beginning, you know, really leading by leadership, leading by example is really uh, really important. And kind of let me just kind of go back to that just for a second. You know, we talked about, you know, early on, I was in fast food mm -hmm. and, you know, imagine this, I was 19 years old as a, as a manager managing, you know, it could have been adults. I had adults that I was managing and I had younger people that I was managing. And what I learned very quickly was, is that if I showed it, whoever it was that I was managing, that I was willing to do whatever that they did, whether it was cleaning the, the fryers or um, cleaning the grill or doing whatever. It, it, when they saw that here it was this manager mm -hmm. uh, was getting down there and doing and helping them with their job or doing whatever, it made the mentoring mm -hmm. and it made the leadership so much easier because they knew I cared at that point. Right. Um, and so I've used that my whole career mm -hmm. is that um, um, you'll have a better team. You'll have a better uh, community if you'll just show that you care and, and uh, show that you're willing to, to help and to be there no matter what. So this is not the first time in this series that I've said um, when you are in a leadership role, you have to be willing to say thank you for the praise and you have to be willing to accept the muddy waters because you get both, right? Yep. yep. So um, nothing is beneath us. No. We go clean the toilet just like just like anybody else. Yep. And, right. And let me tell you this too, you know, uh, to the to the listeners out there too is as you move up and as you continue your life, don't ever be afraid to surround yourself with people smarter than who you are. Matter of fact, I challenge you to do that. Mm -hmm. And when you when you go to hire your team someday and, and when you're in a leadership role, hire people that are smarter than you. Surround yourself with them because what that does is iron sharpens its iron. Mm -hmm. You know, those that are around you, uh, they challenge you. I've got friends, even now, one of my best friends, um, she is uh, so much smarter and so much quicker than I am. It challenges me mm -hmm. to, to want to... Um, to, to be successful is what she is in the, in the things that she does. And you need to surround yourself with people that way. 
Yeah. And we're talking about leadership right now, but you guys, you know, again, for my, all my introverted uh, listeners, and I know there's going to be a lot of them. um, I want you to keep it in mind that we mean um, our friends also uh, who we uh, associate with, who we maybe go out on the town with. If you're going out for trivia night, you know, you're taking that guy who knows all that stuff about that particular subject. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's like, right. you know, you want him on your team. Hey, can you do Tuesday at nine? That's right. Kind of a trivia. So we're not talking about just in uh, these big vice presidential leadership roles. No. We're talking about everyday student life. Yeah. Um, and one way to do that, you guys, is to get involved. And I know I say it all the time, and I'm, I'm sorry if you think I repeat myself, but and you'll do it maybe if you keep hearing it. Um, is get out and get involved in the community, in the Georgia Highlands community. We have clubs, we have undergraduate research, we have um, just a plethora. We have the podcast, we have the student newspaper, but everybody, we're all taking volunteers. So if you're looking for an outlet to be able to maybe find that mentor or, you know, create that mentorship relationship, there's so many avenues that you can take with just, just within the walls of our school. Yeah. And I think you hit a, a really important point there. One of my mentors that I have, uh, even to this day, uh, I met working at a food bank. Mm-hmm. And so get out in the community. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows where that next mentor will come from? Um, I mean, but that's how you build the relationships. It's, it's get out there. Right. And so I know this has been pre-COVID, so I can't, I can't I'm not, I'm not a promoting any of this or anything. However, I know at one point, um, and I go to the Cartersville campus, I work on the Cartersville campus. Um, at one point, the Bartow County Library over in Cartersville, they have a book club. And at one point they were doing a cookbook club. And, um, basically you pick a cookbook, everybody, you know, picks the cookbook. They all read it. I'm, I'm a reader. So I read, I'm I'm also a chef. So I read a cookbook from cover to cover. There's all kinds of stories. You guys, you guys should read it. But you pick the cookbook and then everybody would spend the month looking it over, trying recipes, whatever. And then um, we would all on the meeting day bring in one dish out of the cookbook. And I went into that library just excited. The fact that they were doing a cookbook club, like, is there anything better than food and reading? (laughs) I don't really know. I mean, except for maybe softball. That was many years ago. Everybody knows, everybody knows about the softball. Um, But my point is, is I didn't know anybody. I didn't know, I didn't even know where the library was. I had to, you know, Google it, Google map it. Um, But I went in there and they were very receptive. And I've walked away with some of the uh, most solid relationships out of that experience of walking through those doors by myself that, um, that I've ever afforded myself outside of Georgia Highlands College, for sure. So uh, do you have any last advice for any upcoming new leaders, ways, uh, mentorship or leadership, anything? You know, I, I think really the thing I'd probably like to leave the listeners with is, is don't be afraid to get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, who knows where your next mentor will come from or who knows where your next mentee mm-hmm. will, will come from. Um, and those relationships that, that you build now, both while you're here at Georgia Highlands or, or in future things that you do are relationships that you may carry the rest of your life. Like I said, I, I have mentors that I still consider right. mentors even today. Um, the other thing is uh, surround yourself mm-hmm. again with those who challenge you. Don't, don't try to surround yourself with those that are just 
the same as you. Right. But, but challenge yourself. Make it challenging for That's yourself. Right. right. Remember you were saying about being uncomfortable to get comfortable. Right. That's part of that. Right. Is make yourself a little uncomfortable. Get out there in that group that, that challenges you a little bit. Yeah, I was uncomfortable walking through those library doors. <laughs> I did not know what's going to happen, but I did it. That's and, right. You know. And, there, and, and I'm going to be honest, it is such rewarding at times. I, I'll, I'll tell this last story and, 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 and then I'll leave it like that. But um, And this was really not even, quote, a, a mentorship type uh, thing. But I had the opportunity to help a young man at one point and um, helped him, didn't think nothing else about it. You know, uh, two years later, mm-hmm. uh, this young man is standing at my office door. I didn't know who he was. I didn't. I mean, you know, right. two years. They past, come and go in Georgia right? Highlands. Yeah. And people change. And and yeah. And people change. And so this young man was standing at, at my door and he said, I just wanted to stop by and say thank you. And he said, you know, because of what you were able to do, I am now entering medical school. Wow. And that moment was the defining moment for me mm-hmm. that told me that. I want to spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. in higher education, trying to make a difference in people's lives. Yep. And that's what mentorship's all about is, you know, getting the joy out of seeing other people succeed. Right. Um, Fly, little birdie. Yes. Fly. Yeah. And right. I mean, like I said, that was my defining moment. When when I, when that happened, I was like, man, this is this is it. I want to make a difference. Right. I want to to truly make positive uh, investments, and I hope and, and I pray that I have, and I hope that I, I I'm able to do that even more down the road. And because every time, if, if every single one if of your listeners took the opportunity and mentored three people. Mm-hmm. Think about the impact. We could change the world. Oh, my goodness, yes. We could change the world. Yes. Well, you guys, that wraps for today. Uh, You know, Mr. Jamie Petty started his leadership journey in fast food restaurants, um, uh, assistant vice president, Dalton State College, assistant controller roles, uh, KSU, Southern Polytechnic University, um, controller at Georgia Highlands, and now the current vice president for finance and administration. Um, on behalf of all my listeners and myself, thank you for all the time that you've given us. I appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I am uh, very honored that uh, to have the opportunity to come and spend a few minutes. Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you.